0: My wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your drive time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. It is so good uh, to be able to share with you once again. Welcome and welcome, welcome again. Uh, This week uh, we're looking at the theme faith and the weak man's crutch. And today we're simply asking what is a faith? Uh, today, our co-host is Eric Hoare. Now, Eric ministers to the Adelaide uh, Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. Welcome to you, Eric, once again.
1: Yeah, thanks, Pastor Gary. It's great to be here once again. And uh, after a long weekend off, it was beautiful. Ah, uh, it wasn't a
0: magic weekend. I know I went down onto the York Peninsula and uh, I, I relaxed down there. Absolutely fantastic place to go to.
1: It's a way to chill out. Um, oh. I was pretty busy. On uh, Friday, I headed down to Clare to see my son down there and help paint a fairly long fence, he's got three and a half acres so we had lunch down there, that was night Saturday, we had a beautiful fellowship at Birdwood Church, I took some of the Aboriginal people there and we had an Easter program and we had videos of the kids talking about who the King is and talking about Christ, that was lovely uh, and then afterwards we took them to the Mawson Lake Church just in, uh, just at lunchtime to catch up with the other Aboriginal people that Pastor David had brought Then we had a, a beautiful time at Mawson Lake's church as yeah, well it was yeah, lovely.
0: Yeah, no I I know I, I hear some wonderful things about that. Uh, Mawson Lakes is, of course, a brand new church. It's only yes. been going now about, uh, I think, a year, two years at absolute max. Mm. And uh, to me, there's some real life and vibrance in, uh, in that particular church. It's a, it's a beautiful church. So I'd encourage people, you know, hey, if you happen to be in Adelaide mm. and uh, you don't want to come across to my uh, Birdwood <laughs> Church or of Bri- uh, um, um, uh, my Brighton Church or Eric's mm. Birdwood uh, Church, then a Mawson Lakes is another fantastic. Yep. Uh, uh, place to to attend. Now, look, it's also good to have uh, uh, Don and Eileen Fellberg uh, with us remotely. Uh, welcome to both of you. It is absolutely wonderful uh, to have you online today. Uh, Don and Eileen have just recently retired from from indigenous ministries now uh, don uh, let me come to you first if i if i possibly can look how long have you and eileen been involved in ministry
2: well uh, i've been involved in ministry for 44 years this year i started in 1979 that I actually ran some evangelistic meetings while I was still a student prior to that time.
0: Actually, Don, I can well remember, because I, I know that our time at uh, Avondale College actually overlapped just uh, just a little bit. Uh, you were a yes. year or two, I think, in front of me in uh, in those days, and I can well remember you getting up on a, on a Sunday morning, and I think you were involved in those days with the Adventist uh, Aviation Society, and on Sunday morning, I can still recall you, uh, getting onto the uh speakers in the men's dormitory there watson hall uh and uh, you would say over the uh the, the p a awake arise evangelize uh, do you remember that
2: <laughs> yes i was uh I enjoyed trying to encourage others to be involved.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I will tell you, Don, there were one or two that uh, were ready to chase you on one or two occasions. (laughs) Oh, yes. Now tell me, as as well, Now you've both been involved in um, Indigenous ministry. How long have you been involved in Indigenous ministry? Well, about 22 years. Uh, look, that's fantastic. Uh, look, Don, I, I, I've got to admit that in some ways, uh, a lot of people would certainly, you know, envy uh, your the ministry and the contribution that you've actually been able to make to uh, to the gospel ministry. Look, just tell us over the say the last ten years, how big was your parish?
2: Well, it was it was a large part of australia we regularly itinerated through western australia northern territory south australia and at times by invitation even went over east and up into the torres strait
0: majoring in the larger towns or you know did you get to many of the smaller smaller places yes
2: we visited um very remote places in fact we we have visited the, um the two places that lay claim to being the re- most remote Aboriginal communities in Australia one is um, is is Pattar uh, community which is north of Warburton, not Warburton Victoria but Warburton in the desert of Western Australia and um, and then uh, Kiwikara community which is on the road between. Alice Springs and Port Hedland. If you go straight through there, uh, this one's just over the Northern Territory border in Western Australia, and it is really remote.
0: Wow that 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 is really so. Look, tell me, you must have some remarkable stories that come out of your time in uh, in ministering to those communities.
2: Well, we have. Um, we've had some wonderful experiences. Um, one night we were travelling in the Nanjara lands of uh, Western Australia there, the Warburton area we were we were travelling by night. We often tried to end our journey in the daylight, but uh, this particular night we're driving along and uh, we came across these uh, young fellows that were broken down. well, in fact they they had a flat tyre, and they had a spare, but they didn't have any anything to fix it with. And so we pulled up. We're way out in the middle of nowhere. They said, have you got a compressor? He said, yes, we have. So they said, oh, good, we can fix, the, fix our tyre. And they said, while we're doing this, we'll repair another one as well and get him pumped up. And so anyway they uh they got to work and while they were doing this I got out our Jesus posters. We have a set of 14 posters that we've had painted uh depicting various uh, aspects of Bible teaching like the second coming and the crucifixion yeah, and, these the are resurrection very and so on. So I started showing these boys uh these posters and uh, you wouldn't believe it, but they, they got really interested and they ended up buying 10 posters. And then, um, we gathered together when they got the tire all fixed up, we, uh, formed a big circle in the middle of the road out there under the stars and we prayed that God would be with them. And so, you know, these, uh, we come across, we had all sorts of interesting experiences. Um, and then of course, and then of course we had, Wonderful experiences of seeing people's lives changed. I think of John Lee from up there in Numpan community in the Kimberley. Uh, this man, his daughter had the, uh, she had been baptized and had given her life to Jesus. Uh, She wasn't living with him, she was living with her her mother, and uh, she had a burden for her dad, this John, and she said, I'd like him to be a Christian. So you know what she did? She sent him a Bible. That's a a good thing to do.
0: That's the best thing you can do.
2: And then we heard about this, we visited him, we gave him a set of Bible studies, so it would help Mm. him to... Uh, go through the Bible. Well, he started working on these, and then the next thing he said, I'd like to go to Mamma College. Mm. And uh, that's our Bible college and for Aboriginal people. And then um he said one day, he said he heard the voice of God speak to him and say, John, you need to change your ways. And he said, I opened my heart's door, and I invited Jesus to come into my heart. And you know, that man... Is a, is a different man. I've had people in Wonka Junka community um, say we we see the difference. It's genuine. What has happened to that man? And the thing that keeps him strong is that he has continued to read the Bible. He has said to me, sometimes, you know, I get tempted, but he said it's the Bible that keeps me going, that keeps me from temptation.
0: Don, it's really quite an amazing thing how uh, the Spirit of God, uh, when combined with the Word of God, uh, makes such an amazing change in the hearts and the minds of individuals, isn't it?
2: It certainly is. Like the Bible says, the word of God is living
0: and powerful, Hebrews four twelve. Uh, yeah, no, and it certainly is, isn't it? It certainly is. Look, uh, Don, one of the things that you did actually mention there, I just would like to pick up on. Um, I, I noticed that you're a really strong promoter for Mamoraffa Bible College. Now, of course, this is the Bible College that's established over there outside of, of Perth for our uh, indigenous people. Now, look, firstly, can you tell us, Mamoraffa, where does that Word actually come from and uh, Why are you such a strong promoter For the Mamma Rafa Bible College
2: Yes um, Mamma Rafa The word Mama is The western desert Word for Father God And so often our Aboriginal Folk will say well I need to change My ways and follow Mama And they mean they want to follow God mm-hmm. And so the word Rafa is the Hebrew word Meaning to heal, to restore To make whole so really the name means God heals, God restores, and and you know it's not only the name works. What it says, God heals. The college through the Holy Spirit does bring real change to people, and I've witnessed it over the years, uh, and uh, and that's why I'm so excited about encouraging people to come because when they get there. Uh, they're there with other people. Many of them have some dysfunctionality from their past. There are, you know, sad things have happened. But they're there together, encouraging each other to uh, to put their faith and trust in the Lord and to lift each other up. And miracles take place, and uh, and changes take place that impact their communities back home when they come back home.
0: Ah, look, Don. It is quite an amazing thing what uh, faith does actually do, and I certainly have seen some examples of the the ministry of the graduates from the Mamarapa Bible College. It is a powerful ministry. It is a life changing ministry. I've I've actually seen, you know, so many people just uh, built up as a result of attending that particular college, and I really, I just want to take my hat off. I just want to recommend to any of our indigenous folk who who may be listening to, because I know that uh, this program. does go right through the uh, uh the outback of uh, of australia uh look if there are any of our indigenous people that have uh, uh have long considered going to do some uh some formal training uh Mamarafa bible college is a college uh, that's uniquely set up for our indigenous uh, uh, australians and uh to me yeah. i've certainly had the privilege on on one particular occasion of uh, of teaching them myself and uh i was so impressed uh with everything that was yeah. being presented
2: It was was set up originally to train uh, Indigenous pastors, and it has done that in a a wonderful
0: way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I love what you've actually shared there. Tell me, just before I move to Eileen, because I do want to move across to Eileen, if a person wants information about the Mamma Rafa Bible College, how can they get it?
2: Probably the easiest, just to Google Mamma Rafa, M-A-M-A-R-A-P-H-A, Mama Ruffa College, and uh, there they can read all about it. They can download an application form. They could ring up the college. So Mama Ruffa, M-A-M-A-R-A-P-H-A.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for that, Don. Really appreciate that. Now, look, I do want to come across to uh, uh, to Eileen, Uh now, Eileen, um, yourself and, and Don have, have chosen to, to go into to retirement, um, uh, not just because you're getting to that particular age like myself, uh, but also because you've had some, uh, some health challenges in, in recent times. In fact, you've had quite a journey, as I understand it. Can, uh, do you mind sharing with us, where has that journey taken you? Well, it started back in
3: 2012, now it's a rather long story. The Lord blessed, you know, we traveled for nearly 10 years and initially I decided that I would not do any, um, medical treatment. And interesting enough, just before COVID hit, I knew that something wasn't right. And so I went and had some tests and, and so forth. And if the news was not good, it had moved, um, From breast cancer, it had moved to my bones and to my lungs, and it was not looking very good for me for the future. And so... I still didn't do anything medically I um
0: So you actually got a, a diagnosis of uh, of cancer uh and mm-hmm. uh, that uh, uh, that you were able to live with it for a a period of years but then it started mm-hmm. to started to uh mis- metastasize into other areas
3: Yes yes it did yes it did and um and really was a death sentence and uh, I ended up well. I ended up on a walking stick. I ended up for going shopping and so forth in a wheelchair. I ended up taking very strong, um, the beginning of very strong um, pain killers. And uh, my GP was um, supporting me in that way because he knew that I didn't want to do anything medical. Um, I was, you know, becoming more uh, bedridden and Don was taking over all the chores, and I couldn't do things. So mm-hmm. that's the seriousness of it. That was around um February uh, 2021, and so we were planning my funeral, literally doing that,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and then I felt impressed. You know, I have prayed every day about this situation for 10 years there is not a day that goes by that I do not ask God to guide me in my health and what he wants me to do and
0: so Tell me, Eileen, Eileen, before you go on to, cause I, cause I, I understand where, cause you've actually got an amazing ministry that's actually developed uh-huh. out of this. But look, I'm really yes. conscious that today, uh, we've actually got, you know, our program today, we're talking about practical faith. Now, look, I'm huh? real, I'm really conscious that, you know, some people would say that, hey, it's, it's not fair. Um, that a person like yourself, who's you know, who has served the Lord, who has got strong faith, should have to deal uh, with the you know this issue of you know of cancer, where you're you know you're even you know planning your own your own funeral. Now, you know, I mean, how would you respond uh, to that?
3: It is a, it is a tough thing to go through, and we do ask ourselves those questions. But you know, Gary, I've had a favourite text in the Bible from really for many, many years back, and that's romans eight twenty eight where it says that all things work together for our good, as to those that are called um, and I call that one of my anchor verses, and all I could do was just go back to scripture. I didn't understand why this was happening, and and it, and it does run through our mind. You know, Lord, we've got this wonderful ministry, um, travelling Australia, visiting communities. We We really loved that work. Why is this happening? I don't know. And I had to really surrender my heart to the Lord. I had to come to a stage where I said, God, if this is what you want me, if you want me to go to sleep, you want me to die, then that's okay with me. And I even asked the Lord to do that. Mm-hmm. I asked Him. I would go to bed at night and, and, and a few times and I said, Lord, just let me go to sleep. I am happy to do that. I trust you with my life that this is what you want for me. And, uh, um, and that's faith. I think that is living out faith when we give our lives to the Lord a 100%. Yeah. And so I thought that was what was going to happen. And then I felt impressed. If I just tell you a little bit of the story, I felt impressed to go see the surgeon again. And he told me there was nothing he could do for me. He, he said maybe 12 months. He said, "But I will give your name into the oncologist at the hospital, see what they can do. Now he um, and one of them came back to me and said, "I'm happy to see you." So we went to see him, and I prayed and I prayed and I felt God say, give it a go. And now this is somebody that was against chemo. and I had all these preconceived ideas as as we do, that chemo is going to make you ill, and it does, of course. It does. will affect you. But I had all these these bad concepts of chemo. But when I went to see that oncologist, he said, I can give you five to maybe ten years. And he said, when I saw what type of cancer you have, I know I can help you. So we thought, and I, I prayed, and I felt very strong that give it a go Eileen and you know within 2 weeks my tumor started to shrink or stopped growing so um, i then go up to christmas this last christmas i thought you know what i'm going to live i am actually living and um, so i said to the lord i if i am going to survive i want to work for you i want to do something for you mm-hmm. please give me a ministry now I have been working with Don for, you know, our um, 37 years of marriage in ministry. But I said, God, I want to do something for you. Mm-hmm. And so the thought kept coming to my mind, read Brenda Walsh's devotional book, Strength for Today, live on Facebook. And it kept coming to me and coming to me. And in the end, I said, OK, Lord, I will message Brenda, if she gives me the okay to read this her book publicly, I will do it. She came back the next day and said, you can read any of my books on Facebook. And so I knew I was committed and I didn't even know how to use live Facebook. (laughs) And, you know, that when we came to 1st of January, I pressed the button, I had some difficulties on what do I do next type of thing. But you know, God blessed. And I've been doing that every day since, um, since the beginning of, um, January 2022.
0: So have you had any feedback from people? I mean, where, where are people, uh, listening to your, uh, strength for today, uh, devotional that you're putting up?
3: Uh, all over Australia, I have people, um, out in the communities. So what we do is because it's a Facebook live program um, and and it is permanent on there, so anybody that's listening, they can um, invite me to be their friend and um, they can look up and go right back and see all of the devotionals that I've done. But um, we send links out to people. So there are people out in remote communities and, you know, we have... Um, a lady, Jenny, calls us from a community. Don will be able to tell you the name.
2: Yeah, Nukin no, no Bar. It's out from Fitzroy Crossing in the Kimberley. Wow.
3: Yeah. where we have never been, Gary. Um, we have no contacts there. And I am just thrilled. I'm not sure how she got onto it. I think somebody must have sent it to her. So she rings us up. Here's a lady. We don't even know what she looks like. Um And so it's going out. Um, I I honestly don't know it's full influence. I know that we have, because we ministered in um, Kosovo years ago, that our pastor, Diana, over there views it. Mm -hmm. And I give permission for people to share it. So I truly don't know the whole influence of this. So, um, but I do, and I have people join me live, but I don't, get upset if there's nobody there because I know they are watching later. Some people watch it before they go to bed at night. So it's just available there for people to watch.
2: uh, Gary, we we had a lady from Man and out in Arnhem Land um, ring up and she said, I'm really enjoying those messages Eileen putting on there. Mm. She said, uh, can I get permission to use them in our fellowships, uh, the the Bible text that you put on the on the Facebook, she said um, uh, the little Bible study. She said, "Will you give me permission to use that, and so that I can preach that and share that with others?"
0: Yeah, no, that's that, that, that is wonderful when the Lord works through other people like that uh, and in turn your ministry is being replicated by others uh, and uh, as a result the Lord is able to able to bless look Eileen just one last question because we do need to do need to finish but look if a person wants to uh, link into your uh, daily devotional strength for today now they can get that on Facebook now to do that they've got to become a friend with you is that correct? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. so, um, that's, um, so they need to look for Eileen Fellberg. Is that right on Facebook?
3: E I L E W E N. Yes. And Felberg, F E H L B E R G.
0: Okay, and that's on
3: Facebook. They, <laughs> they do, they do. And my Facebook is public. I had to go public so I could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can do that. And then what they need to do, if they want to watch, them, um, if they miss it live on that day, they go into what is called my profile. Mm -hmm. So there's a little picture of, it's actually Don and I together, there's a little picture up the top. Off the page, and you just click on that, and just scroll down, and they can watch all of them from the beginning of um,
0: January. Oh look, this this would be an incredible blessing, strength for today. It's written by uh, Brenda Walsh. It's read by Eileen Fellberg. Now, remember, Eileen Fellberg is spelt E I L E N, and Fellberg uh-huh. is F E H. Now, please uh, know, make sure you remember that H F E H L B E R. G and uh, uh, Eileen's more than happy to become your friend, uh, and you'll be able to listen uh, to uh, "Strength for Today," written by uh, Brenda Walsh and and read uh, by Eileen Eileen Felberg. This is an amazing ministry, and you know, given all that you've actually been through there, um, Eileen, um, I mean, this is something that is just so relevant uh, for uh, this issue that we're talking about this week. This issue of practical, down to earth uh, faith. Yes. Yes,
3: that's that's true, Barry. It's can I just say it is? It's a very practical book, but it's just what we need today to live a a practical Christian life for God. And I think we need to be reminded every day. And I have been so blessed from doing this ministry. Even though I read the book last year, I am so blessed from having to um, do a little deeper study into it and to share. It is
0: blessing my life. Uh, Eileen, mm-hmm. Don, look, really like to just say a really big thank you for sharing with us uh, this afternoon. Uh, folks, let's come to some, uh, some music. Uh, please enjoy.
4: portals come home my child it's the last mile you must Earth shall harm me for I
0: And that was Rambos, uh, sheltered in the arms of God and indeed with faith. That's exactly what you are. You know, I really appreciate that uh, interview that we were able to have with uh, with Don and Eileen Felberg, uh, remarkable uh, ministers of the gospel for uh, so many years. Now, guys, look, we do have a giveaway book uh, for you today. Uh, the giveaway book today is entitled At Jesus Feet. Um, now, this is a uh, a book written by a uh, pastor Doug Batchelor. Uh, Someone to love me—that's all she wanted. Was that's all anybody really wants. And then the uh, uh, the back page goes on to say, "We are all addicts, cineholics," says the author, "are trying to fill our lives with various addictions. A gaping void appears in our hearts, but it's designed for God." Take Mary Magdalene; she was a prosperous prostitute, but her life was one sad, sordid story until she met someone who loved her with pure, unconditional love. Ever afterward, the shame of her past was ellipsed and by the absolute devotion to one who set her free. Now, guys, look, this is uh, our giveaway book for today. It's a devotional book. Uh It's entitled At Jesus Feet. Now, look, if you would like your own copy of At Jesus Feet, uh, all you need to do is to text us uh, here at our studio. Now, um, just uh, uh, text us here at our studio number, which is o four triple eight. 80811 that number again is O four triple eight eight oh eight eleven. and all you need to say in your text is our code and our code for today is SA41 no gap between the SA and the 41 just SA41 and uh, that will go directly uh, to our uh, friend called Faithful and he's our robot and uh, he'll come back to you straight away and he'll ask you a few questions your name and address uh, so that uh, we can get this book to you in the fastest possible way a friendly robot. He's got nothing to be, uh, uh, you know, nothing to be frightened of in, in talking to, uh, to, to, faithful. At Jesus' feet is the book. And, uh, this is the gospel according to Mary Magdalene. And, uh, all you need to do is to text us here at the studio 0488880811, uh, with the code SA41. And, uh, it will come to you by the fastest, uh, possible, uh, possible means. Uh, now you are listening to, uh, Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q and A with Pastor Gary and today your co-host is Eric Hoare now Eric ministers to the Adelaide uh, Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church um, and this week we're looking at the theme faith is it a weak man's crutch and today we're just simply asking what is a faith now Eric that's a, uh, that's a question that everyone has got, certainly got an answer to um, but what's the biblical uh, understanding of this thing called faith?
1: Well, it's interesting, Pastor Gary, when I was looking at this subject, I thought back to last week, last Tuesday night, we talked about did Jesus really exist? And we talked about some of the writers from outside of the Bible as proof that uh, as they talked about Jesus back in the early days that they were talking about him. And uh, Tacitus the Roman senator and historian wrote about Jesus and Josephus uh, wrote about him and there are other writers. You know back when I first believed uh, Pastor Gary um, I didn't know any of that. I mean you can have proof through yeah. a, an understanding of facts but you know I, I believe through faith and when I first understood uh, who Jesus was, it was through reading the Bible and reading what the eyewitness was saying, it was through the character of Christ that I come to believe in God. So I didn't need the extra proof outside. It was actually faith through unseen faith that, that drew me to Christ. And many of the listeners would not have known either about the historical writings and the... In other words,
0: faith is actually backed up by uh, substantive evidence. You know, one of the things that I really, and I appreciate what you're saying there, Eric, because to me, uh, one of the things that as I, I look at the scriptures, I see a, a God who uh, is presenting us with faith, but it's not a blind faith. Mm. It's a faith that's actually got evidence behind it. Now, okay, not every question uh, can be answered and certainly, you know, uh, Eileen today in our uh, in our interview with uh, with Don and Eileen pointed out that, hey, there's some very big questions there that sometimes we don't have answers to. Mm. Um, and yet the reality is there are many faith questions that we do actually have answers to.
1: That's right. And it's interesting that when you look at the world today, you know, we all have faith in something in this world. Like, when I go to start my car, I have faith it will start. Yeah. You know, there's things that we do put faith on and I think the difference between the faith and the materialism things that we have and a faith in God is a complete mindset change because I think we were sort of a reprogrammed when sin came into the world when there was only goodness and Adam and Eve had great faith in God, they knew nothing else but, when, but then when sin came in it reprogrammed humanity that now there was a division of sin that they lost their faith they actually hid from God, God had to seek them. So humanity was reprogrammed into a way that brought into the world.
0: In other words, we started if you like, to rely on ourselves, you know I mean, I have to be the one to provide all things for my family you know, everything must come back to, you know, the almighty self but within the scriptures, you know you, got, you get Christ asking these very beautiful questions, you know, he, he talks about the flower of the field, you know uh, do they stress about what's going to happen tomorrow, he says no, no, no what I want you to do, I want you to learn to be able to trust. This is a beautiful, to me this is a beautiful concept uh, that mm. starts to flow through in the scriptures.
1: Well the dictionary of the Bible theme says um, that faith is a constant outlook of trust towards God whereby human beings abandon all reliance on their own efforts and put their full confidence in Him His word and His promises. You know Ephesians 2, eight says for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of God. I struggle with that Pastor Gary because uh, you know, I'm a kind of person who who likes to have things organized and uh, and everything's so-so. If I'm running a program, I, I w- want to make sure that everything's right. Ask my church. You know, I'm mm. always on the phone mm. organizing it. For me to let go of trusting in myself for everything and, and rely just on put it all on Christ, it was a very hard lesson to learn. Yeah.
0: And, and, to and yet, way. you know, there comes times in our lives when in reality we actually have no choice – But to do exactly that, you know, I I think again, back on that, that interview, you know, what, uh, that which uh, Eileen actually shared, you know, when sickness comes and strikes any of us, and uh, certainly I've had to uh, minister to, to, to many people uh, who have been involved in very uh, significant sickness, it's at that time where there is no choice but to actually have to come uh, to a greater source than that which uh, I'm familiar with.
1: Yes, and I think it's when something's out of our control... That we yeah. struggle with, you know, and out of our routine, and as we get older, we like to get into a routine. When something, oh, I absolutely love Second Corinthians four sixteen to eighteen, which says, "So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing us for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen." but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Uh, are, are eternal. So what it's saying here is that we we don't lose heart that because even though our bodies are wasting away, we are being renewed by faith each and every day. We continue to grow and we're on the right path. And through faith, that strengthens us because we experience it. I know, Pastor Gary, you like your walking and I like to do running now and then. And I know that if I... If I stop running, uh, if I miss it two days, three days, I find it always hard to get. Back into it, mm. and it's exercising faith every day that keeps us strong. It's something that must be natural to us. It's not something I think that we just turn to God when mm. when things go bad. It's a thing that when everything's going good, we praise His name and we we're so joyful about it. So faith is a continual action in our lives, day by day. It's that trust, isn't
0: it? You know, one of the mm. things that I I suppose I uh, I really appreciate is uh, uh, when I mean I've had uh, we've had three three children myself and, and my wife and uh, right now we're having the uh, real blessing of uh, being introduced to grandchildren and uh, I'm, a grandchild, I'm a grandfather now by, I think by eight months um, <laughs> wow. um, but to me the thing that really stands out to me you know is, is the beautiful trust of a child I've been reminded once again uh, of the amount of trust that's actually uh, occurs between an adult and a child the smile uh, the, uh, the, free, um, uh, the the free the free trust <laughs> that is just there you know eric when I, when I thought of that again I, I, I thought, hey, this is so similar mm. uh, to what our heavenly Father uh, does actually do, he wants us. To trust him, you know, there is a reason I think why the scriptures say, unless you become as a child. Now does that mean you've got to become a child-like, as in think like children? No, I don't think so. But what I think it's talking about is saying, hey, what I want you to have is the trust that a child has got for its parent, for its grandparent. That same level of trust is what I want you to have in your life.
1: And I think that childlike uh, way is actually remembering the growth that you had in the past and... And the excitement of coming to know Christ so that so that it's an excitement in us that we're to be happy and and uh, loving Christians experiencing God through faith every day and sharing that faith you know I, I look back and I think of, of the changes in my life and your life and the listeners life that we should never forget and we keep on growing and growing I, I really love Romans three twenty two, where it says this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe there is no Difference between a Jew and a Gentile. So, what he's saying here is through Paul, what Paul is saying is that there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. There's no difference between a rich and a poor. There's no difference between a really hard person who's committed a lot of crimes and somebody who has done a little bit wrong all is seen the same in the same light through faith that the righteousness that because we are lawbreakers because we are sinners it is that God's righteousness of taking our place on the cross that we accept that through faith this free gift and that because we have received that we see no differences whether you know we're in the church or we meet people outside of the church meet non-believers we should see them in the same way as we would see our fellow believers, the mm. way Christ sees them, to share that faith to them. I think that's very important.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really appreciate what you say. Look, Eric, let's just, uh, just stop there for a moment. Let's just come to some, some music. Uh, this is uh, Sandra uh, Anterman, and uh, Sandra's uh, um, singing the song Faithful, Faithful Men. Uh, this has a powerful uh, message. Uh, please enjoy. Is a real amazing uh, musician, and uh, the words of that song are so, so powerful. The Lord is calling for faithful men. And of course, men there is being used in the generic sense. Uh, men and women uh, are being called to be faithful to him uh, today. Uh, thank you. Blessings on you, uh, Sandra, for that uh for that ministry. Now guys, look, please remember that we do have this uh, giveaway book uh, once again uh, for you today. Uh, the giveaway books entitled At Jesus Feet. Uh, this is written by uh, Pastor Doug uh, Bachelor, and this is the gospel according to Mary Magdalene. Uh, you'll love uh, this particular book. It's only a short book. It's not a long book, but it's a powerful book. Uh, it's a book that will touch uh, your hearts and your minds. Uh, if you want somebody to love you like Mary Magdalene did, then this is the book uh, to actually request. Now, guys, if you want uh, this uh, this particular book, uh, you uh, uh, you need to request uh, the uh, the book uh, at our um, text uh, text number. Our text number is zero four triple eight. 808 11 and uh, all you need to do is to send us a, a text uh, that needs to be SA 41, no gap between the SA and the 41, uh, to our good friend Faithful the Robot and uh uh, he will ask you a few questions so we can get this book to you in the fastest possible way. Uh, the book is At Jesus Feet, this is The Gospel According to Mary Magdalene Uh just text us here 04888 80811 and the code that you need is SA41 and uh, we will get that book to you by the fastest uh, possible uh, means you'll really appreciate that book uh, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary and today our co-host is Eric Hoare. Now Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal. Uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church, and it's an incredible blessing to have him in the studio with us, uh, week by week. He does a marvelous job. Uh, this week, uh, we're looking at the, uh, theme, of uh, faith. Is it a weak man's crutch? And today we're just simply, uh, looking at that question. What is, uh, faith? Lord, uh, uh Eric, uh, bring it together, uh, for us if you can. We've got about, uh, five or six minutes here. Uh, what is faith? What's the, the key points about
1: faith? Well, I would suggest that the listeners read Hebrews 11, um, and it's referred to as the Faith Hall of Fame. And in there, it just lists some of the mighty Bible characters like, and I'll just name a few of them tonight, but like uh, Enoch, who by faith, walked with God despite the wickedness of the world around him. Noah, who by faith believed what God said about the impending flood and built a boat 120 years before he saw a drop of rain. And by faith, Abraham obeyed God uh, when God said to leave home, even when he didn't even know where he was going. And what about Sarah? By faith, considered him faithful who had promised, even though she was barren and too old to conceive, and he was faithful and she did give birth to a son. All these here are listed uh, as people of faith who walked outside of uh, human wisdom to accept what God was promised to them, and by faith they accept it. So what I think it is is, is that we accept God through faith by understanding and accepting God into our lives, but also following what He says to us, and 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 that becomes part of our life. I love J- James one five to eight, which says, "If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all." without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, do not doubt, for the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by that wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive any from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in his ways. So what it's saying is, is to have faith, you've got to truly truly believe in God you've got to truly believe what he says to you and the direction in your life because sometimes to be quite honest Pastor Gary sometimes uh, I hear what God says but I, I, I lack a bit of faith sometimes.
0: Sometimes I struggle with it don't I? Yes. You know, I mean to me that's the thing I mean as I look at you know, yeah. I love and I would encourage uh, our, our listeners to really look at that chapter that Eric has just uh, referred us to and that's Hebrews chapter 11 Hebrews yeah. chapter 11 of course is known as the great faith chapter yeah. it gives a great list of individuals you know it talks about by faith Abraham by faith Sarah by faith uh, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses and it gives a list of, uh, of faith heroes that come from the Old Testament uh, uh, to me I love, however, the way this uh, chapter actually concludes, and it, it talks about you know what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Joseph's, uh, Samson, of David, of Samuel, of the prophets. This works its way to a crescendo, mm. uh, and it just uh, they quenched the uh, violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the uh, edge of the sword. Out of weakness they were made strong. They became valiant in battle. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Uh, women women's received their dead. Raised to life again You know you get all these mighty victories Have occurred through faith But then there's a sudden change And that's it's change that I want to bring to us uh, here Others were tortured Not accepting deliverance That they might obtain a better resurrection Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings Yes of chains and imprisonment uh, They were stoned They were sawn in two They were tempted They were slain with the sword They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins Being destitute, afflicted, tormented Of whom the world was not Worthy, They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. Do you know, Eric, the thing that really jumps out at me here is that uh, you know, having faith is not a guarantee that bad things are not going to happen to us in life.
1: No, but it does go on and say in verse 39, it says, And all these things haven't obtained a good testimony through faith. They were faithful. Yeah. And uh and they grew through that. It did they said here, it says they did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for them better for us that at the end of the time no matter what happens here on this earth what Eileen's been through, her journey through, she stayed faithful she yeah. stayed true to God whether it worked out, she said she was happy yeah. to pass, if that was God's will and that's really putting faith on the line isn't it? Yeah. Placing our lives, handing our lives over to him.
0: Oh, look, sometimes Eric, I've got to simply ask, you know, who is it that's got the greater faith? Is it the person who actually sees these incredible miracles because that's what's listed here in Hebrews chapter 11 Or is it the person who uh, the Lord says, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to going to let you, you know, um, um, you know, I'm going to let you go into the grave." Mm. You know, who who is it that has? And as as I've asked, you know, as I look at that, I say, "Hey, uh, could it be that uh, simply allowing our God to lead in our lives Mm. uh, actually requires uh, greater faith than the evidence?" that comes to us when a person... Is, uh, sees a miracle take place.
1: That's right, and I think that faith, a part of that is trust, is to have that huge trust that no matter what happens, even though I follow God and these things happen to me, to know that God is still in control, God still loves me so much, because we do question, but then at the end of the day as I've, I've looked back, I know the excitement of accepting Christ for the first time, and I know the, the, the journey that we're on, we're impatient for Jesus to come, but to have the faith in him to know that he he is there, and all the evidences that we build up, I mean even the apostles in luke seventeen five says uh, he, uh the apostles said to the Lord. Increase our faith more. Mm. They wanted more faith. If if only we would just stop worrying and, and and place ourselves in His hands. And that's what faith is. It's loving God. It's trusting Him. It's placing all our worries and thoughts onto Him. He takes away our burdens. But the thing is to accept that sometimes when we ask for things, it it's may not be good for us. But to accept the road, the journey the time ahead that God has got for us and to rest because that gives us freedom. Yeah. you know a freedom away from the sinful things of this world we look away from the world and what they it offers and we look to jesus and what he freely gives
0: and us and look one of the greatest stories that i i really appreciate in the scriptures is the story of jesus actually walking on stormy waters you know mm-hmm. as, as i sort of look at that i, I get this picture of uh, of christ uh, quietly asleep in the boat you know his disciples are, are, are desperately uh, trying to uh, get themselves to the other side. Now you know there was one occasion uh, when uh, when Christ actually said, "Peace be still," and He still the waters, and He can do that. But you know there was another occasion uh, when uh, we find Peter was actually called to walk on the stormy waters with Jesus. And you know, uh, sometimes I'm conscious that certainly in my spiritual life, that's actually the way uh, that it has actually worked. You know, yes, it has been true that uh times I I have seen occasions where uh Christ has been able to still uh stormy, turbulent times in my life. But there are other times where it's as though he actually takes your hand and he simply says, Let me walk on these waters with you. Let me take you to the other side. And, you know, to me, Eric, that's such a beautiful, beautiful thought. Look, Eric, it is coming time for the end of our our program. I'm just wondering, how would you feel about praying uh, for our our listeners that, uh, indeed, uh, their faith, uh, faith might increase on those who desire?
1: Sure. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come into prayer tonight thanking you for who you are. You're the great God, our Messiah, the soon-coming King. And we've just been through Easter, Lord, and we thank you for the resurrection. We thank you, Lord, that Jesus came and gave his life for us. And, Lord, we pray tonight that by faith we will accept your righteousness, that you have taken our place on the cross, that through our sins, Lord, you have taken them away because you paid the penalty for us, a free gift. Tonight, Lord, we pray that we'll accept that by faith. We pray, Lord, that we'll continue to follow you, to know you more. And as we trust you and learn more about you and love you, and even though we might fall, even though uh, Peter uh, took his eyes off you and uh, went under the waves, he still walked on the water. Who could say that today? I just thank you, Lord, for your wonderful greatness and the love for all. So I pray tonight, Lord, that if there's anybody here that is listening, struggling uh, with faith, Lord, not quite believing in you, maybe being pulled aside by the world, I pray, Lord, that you will just come more and more into their lives. May they drop onto onto their knees right now and say, Lord, forgive my sins, Lord. I truly believe in you and you will save them. We thank you for that. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when I'll be sharing with uh, Pastor Ricardo Schiefer, and we'll be asking his faith more uh, than a crutch for the week. I really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart and the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.